0: Three,
1: two, one. And hello, everybody! Welcome to Sen After Live. I am Jay Wade, and I am Kaylin. And holy shit, fuck Batman, aka Robert Pattinson. Is it Patton or Pattinson? What is it?
0: Pattinson.
1: Pattinson. Holy shit! Fuck, Batman! Have we got one today? A.K. Robert, what is it again?
0: Robert Pattinson.
1: That guy. Have we got one today? We are now on episode number fifteen of uh, this this Sen Live After Show, and yeah, they dropped a new little teaser. We got a little look of uh, what the new Batman looks like. The emblem looks bad as fuck. Looks like like bad as in good. It looks badass as fuck. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh let's just get into this. Uh do a little bit of shooting the shit here. I want to start right away though. Um I'm having I- I'm in the middle of a panic attack right now. Why? Um I don't know. It started maybe about 30 minutes ago. Um I usually get a little anxious before I I have social anxiety disorder um and I I've been uh uh, you know, I get a little anxious before we record every time anyway, but I don't know, something weird about today, the whole day today and tonight. And I don't know, I'm having, uh, like I've been in, the, yeah. So, uh, so that's going on. Um, but I mean, I mean, you know, let's acknowledge it. It happens. And, and that's one thing I love about Brett, uh, with that he's so open about that. Um, it just uh i don't know um it's it's something that i've been you know i've been being treated for it for years for the anxiety anxiety and depression as well but um i don't know i'm just i'm having a i'm having a high high filled anxiety time tonight for some reason
0: well uh, start with deep breaths
1: <laughs> yep yep <laughs> uh,
0: for, uh, all of you know all my professional training in this um let's see start with deep breaths in Hold out. In. Oh, I need
1: some cherry duck, Jolly Ranchers. Why? They, they help, like, well, you know, like uh, feel and tastes things that are soothing or relaxing uh, to to each individual person, and to me, like, as far as a taste. That would be cherry Jolly Ranchers. Just uh, they just really seem to calm me down. And and uh, as far as feel like, um, it, it you well it used to be my dog Skyly. Uh, her like oh. her hair, uh, like I would go lay with her and I would rub her, and and that would calm me. But she passed uh, three years ago or something. I think it and I, I she was the greatest thing of my life. But it's just you know, after about, after about the first year and a half of grieving, I just try to not count the days anymore. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, but so now it'd be like smooth things. Like I've got a stone uh, that I keep in my pocket sometimes that I got from the bottom of a stream, and it's real smooth, you know, so like if I'm, if I'm out, uh, you know, in in a store or something doing some shopping and I feel a little anxious, I'll just reach in my pocket and rub on this stone you know and it just it helps soothe me a little bit or i'll pop a jolly rancher if i have one at the moment
0: that's interesting
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: well that's some good advice for any of our listeners who may suffer from that and don't know what to do to calm themselves down
1: yeah yeah it helps it helps a little bit so do you have a jolly rancher on hand no i don't but that's all right
0: okay um, I don't suffer from that, but I do have days where I don't want to talk to people outside of, like, the people I talk to all the time. Like, I don't want right. to talk to new people and act, you know, you have to act different around some people than other people. So there are days where I'm just like, I don't feel like acting today, so I'm not going to talk to those people. I'm just going to talk to, you know, my mom and my husband and maybe you. But not other people necessarily.
1: Oh, I get it. Totally. It's like, it's just a comfort thing.
0: Yeah, it is. And, um, but you, you, there's nothing to be scared of. You know me and I know you and we're just gonna talk about S.E.N. of this week. So there's no need to put on a fake face or anything. And we're just gonna talk about the shit that happened this week.
1: Oh, yeah. But yeah, before we get into that though, let's let's actually shoot the shit here for a minute. Um, I've always been interested in the college experience. I went to community college when I was twenty seven or so, and and it's not the same thing as is is what everyone else would go to. Uh, so I don't know. Like, did your did your school have dorms, for example? Because my community college where I went, they there were no dorms or anything.
0: So I went to a university. So uh and it had about um 15,000 people at it 15,000 students um so yes there were dorms now i had a really really weird dorm experience though because you think of dorms typically as like you know like there's a main hallway down the dorm you know like down the hallway with doors um right. going into all of them and then there's like a communal bathroom and um, you know, boys and girls are kept separate and, you know, there's a, a, like residence assistants who um, like monitor things and make sure the boys aren't on the girls floor or the girls aren't on the boys floor or whatever. I had a slightly weird experience with dorms because I lived in a dorm building for two years that was the best way I could describe it is it was motel style. Like the doors were all on the outside of the building. Really? Yes, which is not typical. Usually because you want dorms to be secure, and we did have dorms set up like this, so normally you would want some main entrance that you need, like, a key card or something to get through. And sometimes even, like, several. Like there's a door that lets you into a lobby, And then, like, a lobby that'll let you through another door where you have to get past a person or something. And I had none of that. I just had a key, like an old-fashioned key. And I had a residence assistant. But because you sort of came and went as you pleased, no one was monitoring me. Um, I mean, like, you could have people in your room until of any sex. Uh, until like a certain time at night but as long as you weren't making noise or or cutting up or anything no one checked on you i had friends come spend the night and i never informed anybody darren would sleep in my dorm no one knew i was going sleep in darren's dorm in college before i was even out of high school oh yeah um and i think i only i think i only technically I think I only technically spent the night over there one time when I was still in high school, but many times that summer between college and high school. um, And no one was monitoring anything. Um, So I had a very, I had much more of an apartment experience. Oh, and I didn't have a roommate. I was all by myself.
1: That's awesome.
0: So, and so was Darren. So, and we knew each other already, you know, we were already dating. Um, So... It was just a, a different experience than a lot of people have. In some ways, I wish I'd had the traditional college dorm experience, but I also hear absolute horror stories. And, uh, like, one of my friends had to, like, hide her toilet paper because her her uh, roommate wouldn't buy toilet paper. She would just use hers. And, you know, college kids are poor. You, you count everything you buy. Because you know, like, okay, I can't, I literally can't buy deodorant until Friday or whatever. Um, so stuff like that, just, just awful stuff. So I lived in a dorm all by myself where no one checked on me.
1: I, I've been to a door to dorms once. I was 17, probably, uh, junior in high school. And, uh, I hung out with some with some guys who were in a local band here in dayton area and uh and yeah one of the members of the band was at a college uh one of the two uh colleges here in in the dayton area yeah and uh we uh we went up there to his dorm room or i don't know if it was his i don't think he i don't think he lived in the dorms but he was buddies with these guys and they were in some sort of computer shit this was we're talking like 97, probably 90 back half of 96 into 97, probably. And, uh, so, so this, we would take these guys, uh, or we would, we would take, uh, a, one ticket. Okay. We would buy a ticket for a concert. Let me just back up here. We would buy a ticket for a concert. We would all throw in, we'd get like, and back then you could get a ticket. Master ticket was like, 15 bucks and then maybe 3 or 450 uh for the handling fee. So you could buy a ticket to I mean like I saw White Zombie and Pantera for like 20 bucks, 18 bucks. I saw Rage Against the Machine and Wu-Tang Clan for 18 bucks. I mean, these were the fucking like, but like our, like my parents though, their day it was like five bucks. And I know every, the inflation and shit like that. But I mean, still, dude, we're talking like, I just looked up James Taylor tickets the other day. I would love to fucking go with that or to that. And I would love to go with my mom. My mom loves James Taylor and my mom sings and plays guitar. So I just, I've grown up my whole life with my mom and music and shit. So I looked up James Taylor tickets and the cheapest fucking tickets they had was 127 fucking dollars dude mm-hmm. give me a break man so anyway so uh this particular time we were it was corn okay and again this was for their uh their second album life is peachy uh it's for that tour what's that corn with a k <laughs> yes corn with a k and uh, it was for their life is peachy tour and so we, I don't know, however many people we had, let's just say we had, let's just say we had 18 people. And and so 18 of us threw in $1 and we went and we bought a ticket for corn that we would take it to this dude's dorm. And we went into the dorm and first it was like they had a communal bathroom. I remember that, but they, uh, it was a bigger room, but there were bunk beds in there. There were three bunk beds. So there were six dudes living in this one big fucking room. Well, not big, oh, big, but you oh, know
0: what I mean. That had to and, smell like
1: socks. Oh, It was crazy, and it was filthy and shit. So, I
0: bet.
1: Yeah. So we go in there, and one of the guys in there was in some computer shit, and he would – some. I don't know what the fuck he did, but he worked his magic. And at the end – We would then have 18 corn tickets. One of them was the real deal. The other 17 were counterfeit. And we were going in. We did that for like five or six shows before the venue finally caught on. It was uh, Harrow Arena. Um, And it was a great place to see shows. It's fucking shit now. And it got hit by the tornado last year. But uh, it was a great venue for shows. I saw fucking Slipknot there. I saw... Uh, Pantera, White Zombie, Korn, Deftones, uh, No Doubt, back in the day. It was awesome. Question. Were
0: these general admission, like, not assigned seating?
1: Yes. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. But we always, like, you know, you've got a bunch of friends, and you know a bunch of people going to the show. So there were always, you'd always know someone who had floor tickets. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we would get the cheapest tickets, which was just the general admission, eighteen bucks, and then let some one of our poor fucking sucker friends uh, buy a uh, buy a floor ticket. Now, I mean, now that I'm saying that, I mean, I can't believe no one thought about it. Why don't we just buy a floor ticket and then we don't have to do this? But you do the old thing, you know, where you go down on the floor. And, you know, our buddy comes up from the floor with one of his buddy's tickets and the and you just funnel everybody down one at a time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll go, I'll take my ticket and I'll take Josh's ticket and then I'll leave the floor, go up to general admission. I'll get you, I'll give you Josh's ticket. Then you will go down on the floor. With me, then wait a little bit. Then you'll take my ticket. You'll go up and get Darren. Bring Darren down onto the floor, oh, and then God. that you just frog like that. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. But one thing, real quick about the dorms, I, I will wrap up on is that uh, I went to use the bathroom because I was like, you know, where's the bathroom? And they said it's communal. So I'm walking down the hall, and a couple of really hot chicks walk out of these doors from across the hall. And that's when I found out that it was co-ed dorms and the girls were on one side of the hall and the guys were on the other side. And I was like, okay, I could get down with this shit. This is cool.
0: Oh, well, in my building, there was no rhyme or reason. Like, the person next to me could be a, a boy. And oh, I person, see. Yeah, the person on the other side of But me you got you know
1: the motel style, too. Was it yeah, still that yeah. way on the inside? I
0: think on the inside... I know that the freshman dorm, which I didn't live in, but it was a dorm that only freshmen were allowed to live in. I know that like when you walked in the main part of the building, it was two stories. And if like you were on the first story, you either had to go left through a door or right through a door. And then on the second floor, the same thing. You either had to go left through a door or right through a door to get onto a hallway. And I think those like a whole hallway would be either boys or girls, but not the whole building.
1: Right on. Right on.
0: But there wasn't a lot of there wasn't too much regulation with those the way it is at some schools because like I walked right into my friend's dorm. I mean she was a girl, but I walked right in onto her floor. She just had to let me in. Like no right, one was right. stopping me from doing it. Cool.
1: Cool. But
0: they can go all the way up to like <sighs> hyper security. And um at private schools especially like religious private schools it gets really really you know tight security
1: oh yeah I can now I can believe that I uh well I I know someone who went to a Christian school and got knocked up and was kicked out and, oh goodness and I'm, yeah I'm like there, there's that good solid forgiving Christian fucking attitude for you <laughs>
0: Ooh, I okay. This did not happen to me. This did not happen to someone I know. So this is like third-hand information. But someone I know, who I later met, went to a private religious college for her undergraduate, and one of the girls um, was gay. They didn't kick her out like that, you know. She was free to do whatever she wanted, um, but they found out her girlfriend was spending the night with her in her dorm because girls were allowed to have female
1: oh. guests.
0: Well, then some girls complained about it. So then she wasn't allowed to have girls spend the night with her either. But, of course, as a general rule, the girls could not have boys spend the night with her either. So she got very, like, ostracized and yeah. and left. And the girl telling me the story was like basically saying like it, it's really sad. Like she was basically outcasted. That um, is. And and I get it. It's it's a rough situation, especially when you are trying to mix religion with you know fairness. They don't go hand in hand usually. So, but that always stuck out in my mind as a very very unfair. Kind of way to treat a human being. And, and I mean, and yeah. I get it because they're the girls who have boyfriends were going, Well, my boyfriend can't stay with me. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> so right. they were saying it more like, I want my boyfriend to be able to spend the night with me. <laughs> if her girlfriend, you know, but and I get it. I get that you're like, you're looking, you're counting all of your money and saying they have more money than me. That's not fair. But, you know, it, that would that just broke my heart. I have no idea. Uh, no one would have known if uh, any one significant other was sleeping with them in their bed at my dorm. As I said before, I had people come spend the night who weren't even students. And there was no... Oh, oh did I tell you about the murder?
1: No, please oh, do. Okay. Let's get into a little bit of murder okay. porn. Why Somebody cue the murder porn up. music.
0: Okay, I should have started with this story, but I just remembered it. Um, you can cut out all the other shit, and we can go straight to this story. So, they found a dead body in a dorm. One of these motel-style dorms.
1: Not and surprising. Was...
0: Okay, well, the dead body was not a student. Oh. And the dead body had lots and lots and lots of stab marks in it. Um. So, it turns out the gist of the story was a boy was living in that dorm. He let his friend who was like homeless, basically come live there who wasn't a student and something set him off and he stabbed his friend to death in the dorm room. Yes. And yes. And it was one of those things where it's like, like you weren't scared because this wasn't just like a random thing this right, was like right, between right. two people who know each other yeah. um but it was still creepy like i was you know 18 19 living in a dorm and you know a few hundred yards down the way someone was murdering someone
1: yeah that's fucked up yes so like, how did they I have no like idea. how did it go down when they how did they discover the body how did they catch the kid how did it all unfold and, i have and, no and to, be, idea. to be discovered all this
0: I have no idea because all my information, of course, came through the grapevine. Um, mm. No idea. Let's see. What else did we have happen? We had a freshman take drugs for the first time. This was only like maybe a month or two into the whatever school year. I don't I was I wasn't a freshman, but he was. Um, he did drugs for the first time. That made him kooky. And he was naked. And, <laughs> no, it's it's not a funny story. He was oh, naked sorry. and being aggressive towards the cops, but he was naked, therefore unarmed, and they shot and killed him.
1: Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's bullshit.
0: And their defense was, well, we're told, you know, like, and I get it, cops are taught to, you shoot to kill. Right. But he was 18 years old and unarmed, like, and naked, Like, you could have tased him, and he would have been down for the count. You could have whacked him over the head, and he would have probably been out like a light because he was already so drugged. Like, that was devastating. We had had someone who just was like, we don't know why. We don't know if he, like, was drunk and asphyxiated or had a seizure in his sleep or had sleep apnea. I don't think they ever released it, but someone, like, died overnight in their sleep in their dorm. Um, but that wasn't like foul play or anything. Something happened to him in the night. Um, so that was cr- like, as I'm recounting this, a lot of people died in college. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but it didn't all happen at once, so it didn't feel this right. extreme.
1: Right. Just scattered over time.
0: Yeah, just like, okay, oh, that was happens. a weird thing. Yeah. Um, Did I ever tell you about Darren's car getting hit? His car got in an accident, but no one was in it. Please, how did this happen? (laughs) The girl parked next to Darren was pulling out of the spot, and another girl was just zooming through the parking lot like a bat out of hell and hit her car, which forced her car into Darren's car.
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: The girl who was driving like a bat out of hell was not visibly upset, but the girl who was parked next to Darren was sobbing. And all I can remember about her was she had on so much black eyeliner and it was just running down her face. And she had the biggest boobs and the cop. the
1: biggest what?
0: Boobs. Boobs. Breasts.
1: Boobs? Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure.
0: Yes, and the cop was very interested in getting her version of the story.
1: Hold on, she had the biggest what? Boobs. Oh, okay, boobies? Boobs, titties. Like milk milk jugs? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. And then, I'm sorry, continue, the cop was really into, I'm sure he was, to be honest. Yes,
0: he didn't, could not care less about the other girl, who was more, like, (laughs) athletic and, like, you know, fit, like, slender but this right. girl he was like all about yeah. comforting her um but what was weird was i happened to be walking by and saw that a car was touching Darren's car and just by pure luck and so i went to get him and was like i think your car something happened <laughs> so when we went out there the girl just start, the girl who was trying to back out of the spot and i really don't think it was her fault um <clears throat> Which is like, oh my god, I'm so yeah. sorry. And he, Darren's just oh, like, Darren. it, it's a car, it'll be fine. Like, are you all okay? And, but she's just like freaking out and sobbing. Um, so <laughs> I love that story. I love the story where Darren's car got in an accident, but not us.
1: And yeah, I've been in a lot of accidents. I quit counting at seven. I think I've been, exactly. I've been in at least, at least eight. No, I should have um, died in it. I should have died in at least 5 or 6 of them.
0: Jesus.
1: Yes, very uh, lucky. Very the, lucky.
0: Maybe, let's see, January. Oh, it had to have been early January, mid-January. So, like a month ago, my cousin f- totally flipped her car. No, she didn't flip her car. She flipped her sister's car. Um <laughs> I think she I don't remember if it was raining and she hydroplaned or what, but it was like four a.m. because she had to be at work at I think four a.m. or five a.m. and totally flipped it and was perfectly fine. It was so it totaled it, like destroyed it, and was somehow perfectly fine. It, that was really bizarre. Um, she should she didn't know she was upside down when she landed, you know, because you're disoriented.
1: So right, when right. she took
0: her seatbelt off, she fell. Because she didn't realize she was upside down. She just thought she was dizzy and whatever from flipping or from whatever she thought happened. Um, yeah, I've never been in a real wreck like that, knock on wood. When I was little, I was in like a little fender bender kind of thing that really wasn't that serious. I just had like like a burn across my neck from the seatbelt.
1: Yeah. Where yeah, it was yeah. like,
0: you know. Um, and then the car that I just got rid of that I had for ten and a half years had like four or five rear bumpers because people loved to run into me when I was not moving and could not go anywhere,
1: <laughs>
0: like for instance, in a drive through yeah. or stopped on a road in the middle of traffic and I can't go anywhere and you're just gonna slam into me so hard I slam into the truck in front of me. That happened one time. On the first day of the semester, I was on my way to teach my first class. And, yeah. You know, I
1: once hit a uh I hit a van that was at a dead stop and when I hit it I was going fifty five miles per
0: hour. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. Was everyone okay?
1: Yeah, I was the most fucked up. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Well, no, I was. I went to, okay, this, okay, fuck it. I'm going to tell it, man. What are we talking, like, 1998, <laughs> okay, 97 probably, back half of 97. Come on, dude, I'm 40 years old. I'll tell it. it um, but, well, no, it's nothing bad or nothing, but it was before school. I went to a trade school, and uh, it was before school, so, um, one of my friends, her mom and dad were out of town on vacation and shit. So, uh, I'd been going over there all week in the morning to pick her up and we'd burn down before school and then we'd go to school together and shit, you know? So this morning, uh, the, the, of the accident, I'm, I went to her place. Um, we burned down and then right before we leave, she goes, you know, fuck it, I'm going to skip, you know? And I'm like, right on. And, uh, and I was kind of irritated cause I was like, you know, what the fuck, man? I can't, cause I was, I went out of my way. It was backtracking to go to her house before school. And, uh, school, uh, was probably a 20 minute drive or so, at least maybe 25. So anyway, so we burned down and then I'm driving down, uh, the state route. And what does
0: burn down mean?
1: Smoking marijuana.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, we were we were smoking on the marijuana, Kalen, before okay. school.
0: Okay. which okay. I
1: did many times. I I did stuff at school too. That's not weed, Aww. but anyway. Um, but uh, we uh, so so I'm driving down the state route, and this was back before anybody had CD players, unless you were stupid fucking rich or you stole one from someone else. So I'm rocking the, the new Wu-Tang uh, cassette tape and it started to eat my motherfucking Wu-Tang tape. So I'm, I'm fucking around with my cassette tape and shit to try to fix it, you know, and, mm-hmm. we, and I'm coming up on yellow flashing lights, but I'm fucking around my tape. I look up and I see that there's a semi with a load of logs on its trailer <gasps> and he braked really, really late for this. Uh, for these to turn. He was turning right at these flashing lights. Now, I I was paying attention to what was going on, and if he hadn't made his late break and his late turn signal thing uh, move, then I would have noticed because I was paying attention as far as where I was in relation to the light as to whether or not anyone in front of me was going to be slowing down. Okay, that being said, It was still my fault. I should have been paying attention to the road. And there's a van behind that semi. So I look up. And where are you
0: in relation to the semi?
1: The semi is in front of a van, and then I'm right behind the van. So there's a vehicle in between the semi and myself.
0: And you're approaching a yellow light, and he's going to turn swiftly to the right, which is a bad idea.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. So, obviously, when he makes this late break and turn, the van has to make a late break. And I just happened to look up, when and, and I, all I see is the van is almost coming to a dead stop. And I don't know why, but my first reaction was to swerve into the left lane and go around him so I didn't hit him. Because I knew I was going to hit him. You know what I mean? So, yes. I go into the left lane without even looking. I shit you not, Kalen, probably 30 yards away, there's a fucking semi in that lane coming at me head on, and I jerk the wheel back over to the right, and by that time, it was too late. As soon as I got in my lane, I drilled this poor guy in the van in front of me, and and by this time, the fucking stupid, dumbass semi-driver, and that's... that. I mean, that specific semi-driver, I dude, uh, trust me, I'm down, uh, semi-drivers are fucking very important, and they get shafted on a lot of fucking important shit, um, but it was this specific asshole semi-driver, he was long gone at this point, and I drilled this dude, and I just remember, like, my my airbag it delayed uh, deployment, so... I was probably within two or three inches of my face hitting my steering wheel. And I remember thinking, shit, my airbag didn't go off, you know. And then right about that time, it just fucking exploded. And it knocked oh. me out. Uh, I Probably, I don't know, I'd say maybe 10 seconds. But that shit knocked me out. And I came to because the car was still running. And there was smoke coming up uh, into my nose and my mouth from underneath the dash and shit. And that, like, brought me to and i turned the car off and like uh it was winter or it was it was almost winter and i had my sandals on but i didn't even put them on i just got out barefoot and i like kind of stumbled to the dude's van and then i like s- i remember sliding down his van as i'm walking and i'm like are you okay and he looks at me and he goes i'm fine are you okay and i go fuck me man i hit you are you okay <laughs> And, yeah, that was that experience. And then someone, of, not a friend, some stupid bitch, uh, came along and uh, that I know on her way to school, that same school. And so I, I like, stumbled back to my car and I gave her the, the paraphernalia that I had before the police showed up. And that was that.
0: Oh, my God. Well, um, you did just remind me of a time that Darren and I almost died on the interstate. Me and his, uh, me and him and his sister and his mom and his dad had gone to Houston and we were driving back and we were in two vehicles. Uh, His parents were in one vehicle driven by his mother and Darren and me and his sister were in the other one. And of all of us, Darren and his mother are probably the most aggressive drivers. Now we're in the left-hand lane coming home. I think we were almost to Mississippi or just made it into Mississippi. So we were like almost home. And, you know all those, like, emergency turnarounds on the interstate that are only for emergency vehicles? Right, right. Some fucknut in front of us, like, (laughs) ten, probably ten cars in front of us, decides to slam his brake in the left lane on the interstate, I-10, and turn on one of those. Which caused, like, five cars to have to sort of turn and go in the median to not all hit each other. We almost hit, um, Darren's parents. We slammed our brake. They slammed their brake, but all of us were going to pile on top of each other. There was a semi next to us who somehow, uh, did this just right where Darren's parents ended up in front of the semi. Like he led us over. Yeah. We ended up behind him, but if we had stayed there, we would have ran into the semi. So we just kept going into the, like, off into the meat, off into the, uh, Fuck, what's it called? Not the median. No, the one on the outside.
1: Uh, Whatever it's called. uh, The shoulder. The
0: the shoulder. But then we kept going into the grass, and uh, we stopped, like, five feet short of a tree. And all I remember is I was asleep in the back seat. So when Darren slammed the brake, it threw me forward, because I was, like, laying down, not with my seatbelt on or anything, which was a bad idea. So it kind of threw me kind of halfway into, like, the floorboard. And all our members, Darren's sister, the whole time going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like the whole time it was happening. So then we get a phone call from his mother because all she knows is we disappeared. Like she, we, she was in front of us. Then she was in front of a semi, and we were just gone. Right, she right. She didn't see any of that happen. Um, and we told her we were fine and everything. But there were like ten or twelve cars affected by this one douchebag.
1: What a dick. Who,
0: Somehow, nobody wrecked.
1: That's awesome.
0: Lots of people ran off into the median and whatever, but nobody hit each other, and it was like the scariest thing ever. The and driving. if if Darren yeah. and his mother had not been the ones driving, that would not have happened. Like me, we would have wrecked.
1: I'll oh, give yourself more credit than that.
0: Oh no, You're a NASCAR
1: no. driver?
0: No, I am not. I am uh-huh. a. I don't, I don't, I don't, so, like, you know how when a light turns yellow, but you're kind of far enough away that you could slow down, but then you're kind of close enough that you could totally go through it. Right. Like, I'll hit my brake slightly, and then I'll rev, but, like, I'll hit the gas really hard, okay, and yeah, then I'll brake bad. again. <laughs> like, that's pretty bad. I can't make
1: bad. up my mind. <laughs> <Alien> making, making <laughs> stereotypes true. Um, you, ever, you ever been driving and... You see, okay. You're like, say you're on the interstate, so you're going pretty fast, like say 65 mile per hour. But you're driving, you see an accident that's kind of off to the side of the road, and you you look to see as much as you can, and you don't see it all, but what you see is pretty bad, and you're like, dude, like I don't even want to be associated with that. Like you ever had those moments? Because I had one recently. Oh yeah. Okay, mine happened last Sunday. Uh, actually, it was Monday morning, but the the accident happened Sunday night. Um, but Monday morning, I went on YouTube and uh, I looked up clips of some of the the wins and speeches from the Oscars, and that uh, that was the 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 little <laughs> glimpse of the car car wreck that was the fucking Oscars that I drove past really fast. Um, it, uh, okay But I, I know not, you were because... excited. I saw your tweet. Okay. I know you were excited. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on your parade here at all. I won't. But go go ahead and uh, take us through the Oscars because I know you were stoked about it. And I don't even know who won everything. I just know a few.
0: Okay, so here's what happened. Darren and I, I printed out the fake ballot. You know where you could pick your winners, and Darren and I both filled ours out. And so I was really excited because I love winning things. Um, so I was excited to see if I would win compared to him, like get more right than him. So that that uh, upped my excitement. Um, I it was just like a fun thing to watch. And I don't understand like Christian and then being like, it sucked. It was awful. There was no. I thought the funny moments were funny, but they were short enough that you could just move on to the next thing. I didn't understand the whole someone introducing someone else, but it didn't, like, affect me negatively. And the people who were introducing people were people I didn't mind hearing from for 30 seconds. Um, I didn't understand why Eminem was performing, but it was fine. I liked it. You know, like, everything was good. My one big freak out when they didn't have Kobe there at the beginning of the In Memoriam, but they did. They did, but I missed it. So oh, okay. when I missed it, I was like, "Oh my God, did they forget Kobe?" But I think I, at that moment, had like walked to the kitchen and then turned around and looked at the TV, and I missed that first one.
1: And um, Perry wasn't even in it.
0: But didn't he die? Like, did he die it was in last 2019?
1: year? Yeah.
0: But he was never. I don't. I don't know. They were talking about why he may not have been in it, but whatever. Um and in tons of movies. I know, but I don't know. All I know is the the country would have rioted if they had forgotten uh, Kobe. I was about to say LeBron again. He is still alive and well as of this taping. (laughs) Hopefully he continues to be for a while or the NBA will not recover. Um, But I just really enjoyed it. And there weren't any movies that like one that I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that one or anything." Like, I'm fine with everything. I I personally enjoyed 1917 more than Parasite, but Parasite was a totally good movie. And I'm cool with it winning. And Bong Joon-ho is the most freaking adorable thing ever. Oh, yeah. So, I enjoyed it. I think I'm with Roxy and I think Christian and them are just I think Christian has just turned into a curmudgeon. So, I don't know.
1: Probably started with Galaxy's Edge. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Christian. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, no, I, 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 believe me. I could absolutely go on an insanely epic, amazing, probably ten minute long rant about this, but yeah. I'm not going to because I just don't fucking give a shit enough to. Um, Wait, do
0: I care enough that I'm going to remember who won right. these awards in a More. year? No. When I grew
1: up, I loved this shit because I always wanted to be an actor and all that shit. I loved movies. This, I loved it, but Christian is right that over the past decade, it's slowly become just the most unbearable shit show that I've ever seen. It's just... Uh, okay, I'm just going to say that they cater to themselves and themselves all live in a very, very tiny bubble. Um, well... The, I'm- the, uh,
0: Sorry. Oh, it's
1: okay. Go ahead. What's up?
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I think that that was exactly what it was intended for. You know, however many years ago it was, I guess it's been what, uh, like eighty something years. This was like the eighty something Oscar or something like that. I d- I can't remember. Um, I think that was the intention back then was for it to be like a presti a very prestigious thing, and it's still prestigious. I just think that much like, um, do you watch The Crown? Yes. So you know how as The Crown has gone on, at first they were a very secretive kind of thing. Like there was, all, you know, this mysticism about the royal family. And over time they realized like, no, the people are going to turn on us if we don't open ourselves up to them a little more. I think yeah, that but that's, that's what
1: I mean by they're in yeah. such a very tiny bubble. The 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 vast majority of fans or not fans, but the vast majority of people don't give a fuck what they think. They don't right. they don't agree, they don't give a shit even even if I do agree with what some of them have to say, I don't fucking care. I just well, want to be entertained. This is a this is to award entertainment. Talk about the entertainment. If you want to make your your political bullshit that that is intended to to one try to tell people what they should and shouldn't think and and what they should and shouldn't uh, how they should and shouldn't feel, and or two to tell the other rest of the people that they're bad people and why they're bad people, and that's all that bullshit is. I just want to be entertained. No one fucking cares. The only people who give a shit are the people in that fucking room and in that very tiny bubble. And well, that's fine, whatever. I'm just going to, I'm not going to watch it anymore. And that's that's how you deal with it, just like everything else. If you don't like smoking, you leave the room where people are smoking. If you don't like to hear cussing, you turn off the movie that has the cussing. And that's what I'm going to do from now on. They want to do that, that's cool. But I, I'm interested in the awards and all of that, but I'm interested from a level of entertainment, film, and, and what goes into making films, and what goes into making films, great. I don't give a fuck about their personal opinions on anything, even if I agree with it. That's well, my abridged 10-15 minute rant.
0: Well, my point was going to be, if I had finished Sorry. it, that... You cut me
1: off first, though. So. I did cut
0: you off first. Um, we're not right.
1: keeping score, though. Hold on. Let me mark this down. One day <laughs> one me. We're even now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um,
0: But my point is, I think that that's coming, like, that change. I think it's just a little slow going. Like, we're in the midst of it. So just like you look back and you think, oh, women's rights have come a long way. Like, when you were in the midst of it it probably didn't feel like it was happening very quickly so i think i think it's going to happen that big change is going to happen i think they're just slowly figuring it out and it's just taking a while because some people are holding on to old ideas so i think i have high hopes that one day there will be an oscars that would that you and christian and whoever else would love to watch
1: i would love that too that was always that was one of the highlights of of the year for me when I was a kid was watching the Oscars and my folks would let me stay up late to finish it. And I just, for you, it had to be late. late. Yeah. And when they, I mean, yes, there were some who did political stuff, but you could tell that it was their opinions. These days, everyone does it. And, when they do it, it's not them giving their opinions. It's them preaching and talking down to those who don't agree. And that's what I don't like about it. And I also don't, I also don't care for shit talking when there's no one there to oppose the shit talking and counter that and stand up for themselves. But I mean, again, that's fine. I'm not in Hollywood. I'm not in the industry. I, I never go to those shows, and I never will, and that's fine. They can do whatever they want. I'm just saying, me personally, that's how I feel now, and I'm just going to choose to tune out. So that's,
0: That is totally your call. Um. Also, we didn't even ask a single cow how they feel about being milked. I bet they don't mind. So, anyway. I don't think they mind
1: at all. No, it <laughs> they probably like it, it on it, some okay. sick-ass level.
0: Being milked does not... Hurt them, or they would react when you're doing it. All I'm I, saying, uh,
1: okay. For some reason, I don't know why, and we are not going to get into this. But for some reason, when you started to say uh, getting milk, I for some reason <laughs> thought you were going to go into a you breastfeeding reference. So <laughs> I don't know why, but it okay. Never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. No, I was not. So. <laughs> So, um, since this is an SEN live after show, uh we talked about the Oscars, which they of course talked about at length. Christian was yes. very curmudgeony, which he tends to be about stuff these days, which is fine um but one thing that was uh, seemed to be the common thread this week was that Brett was just like crazy good with all of his yes. impressions. John Voigt has me cracking up because he does like Kate Kate keeps saying he does that thing where like his eyes totally change oh yeah it's oh nuts. my god I want someone to make him a an audition reel for something I don't know what he's going to audition right, for right. but <laughs> just of him doing all of these impressions and all of these funny moments um because that needs to be in his reel somewhere uh, excuse me somewhere
1: yeah. Yeah. And that music, David B wrote like in for by the end of that episode, which is amazing turnaround, David, dude, David B mad props, man. That was great. But yeah, that music fits so well. It's just perfect. It's so good. I love the whole thing. Um, the first time I, I heard him do the John Voight, uh, Anaconda impression, I was confused cause I've never seen that movie and I'm like, Dude, John Voigt, I've dude, he would never act like that. So I YouTube John Voigt and Anaconda, and I'll be damned if he he acts like that. And I was like, dude, okay, now I I I appreciate it and I get it and I fucking just love it. It's so good.
0: Um The music that he wrote for Drunk Brett yes. sounds just like Uh, the beginning music to a song, like a country song, a specific one. And at first, like the first few notes, and then it changes slightly. So every time it starts to play, I think that song is playing. And I'm like, oh no, this is that music he wrote for Brett. So it's very, like, it does sound a little bit country. And I just, I'm loving all of it. It's totally country. Oh, totally. Yes. Um, also, what the heck's going on with Schmobot?
1: Yeah, that is really weird.
0: Like one week she decided to have a different accent and talk beautifully just for that one day and then she went back to talking like this and now she's all like broken up but when we turned her to a boy she could talk normal. Um I I don't quite understand what's going on. Uh yeah. I don't I don't know where the schmobot came from though. He made it sound like it has something to do with road. Yes. So, yes, under- that's
1: what I gathered too.
0: Yeah. So, uh I I need uh we need her fixed so that people will send in money. And I also love that Christian was like, "Well, we're just going to up the amount you have to pay," thinking that like Brett would Brett have to would do fewer impressions, but no, people just like pulled out their wallet and were like, yep. "Okay, I guess I'll pay $5." And then I think it was today he was like, "You had you got to pay $10 today." Yep. yep. Oh my god. Um they are making bank off of this.
1: Yeah, and and you know, speaking of SchmoBot, I was thinking about something when I was watching the uh S C N the live S C N live uh show that they did with uh Matt Sarah and Ben Guy. Um
0: it, uh, or Ben Guy. Uh Drew
1: Guy yeah, Drew guy. So damn it, man! I I love you guys. <laughs> I was not. I, I will say right now, real quick. I was not a fan of of Ben Bateman and Drew guy. Um, when the, when they first came out as the team and everything. I mean, I liked. I they looked cool. You know what I mean? But I just wasn't. I didn't get it. Is what it was. Sean conv- con- con- convinced me and turned me around. And I am huge fans of both of them, and I'm disappointed they're not a team anymore. But um, anyway, yeah, that live event, I had an idea uh, when I was watching that, and it would have to be – it could be in New York, but it it would have to line up with when Bonnie's there, but it would be better if it was in L.A. But say they did uh, a live SEM live show in Los Angeles, okay? Have Bonnie sitting off to the side where you can't see her – and then have people from the audience come up and, like, I I mean, I don't know if you would charge them or not, but if you would, do a discount. It's a live show. It's fun. Ten bucks. Let's just say either free ten bucks, whatever you want to do. But the point is I go up to Bonnie on the side. I write down what I want her to say. I pay my five or ten bucks, and she just interrupts the show, and she is the schmobot. She is the live schmobot. That would be so fucking great, I think.
0: Uh yes, until people start giving her nasty things to say. But oh,
1: I think people would be respectful enough.
0: I mean, I guess if Christian was like, if it says something she's not comfortable saying, she's not going to say it, and then you True. lost your ten dollars. Um, that could work potentially.
1: That would um, be so funny.
0: That would be. Uh oh, but I can't remember if the Schmobot said it or if somebody just sent it in and Christian read it out loud. But I watched this part of the episode twice because i watched it once myself and i watched it again later with darren and somebody sends in a joke which had me dying laughing and i had to explain it to darren so the joke was what's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea i wouldn't pay 200 dollars to let a lentil on my face and you're gonna
1: have to explain this to me too because i don't get it either
0: Okay, so what's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea? I, I don't know
1: what a lentil is, so let's start there. It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. A okay. lentil is like a little, uh, almost looks like a little pea, like a, a little green pea, almost. Okay. Okay, but that is completely irrelevant. The rest of it is I wouldn't let a I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars to let a lentil on my face. Replace the word lentil oh, with the other one.
1: Yes. Sour.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, I get it. I Pissing go. on somebody's face. Oh, <laughs> oh my god!
0: I was dying. <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: that is oh fuck! That's so awesome. Shit, I wish I'd got that in the moment. I just I wasn't, I wasn't in that state of mind at the moment. Holy shit, dude! Golden fucking shower. I love it, man. Oh, I know what I'm gonna be searching on Pornhub, and that's oh that's god. so funny.
0: Oh, my God. I was I was crying. I sent that to my family later. Oh, it was so funny. Um, <laughs> but so this week, Brett was the big star. I think we could, if we were awarding a medal, we'd have to give it to Brett. Yeah,
1: for sure. For and sure. We
0: are definitely going to talk about Brett some more when we talk about Schmodown Down because he had a match this week.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And 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 before we go to our promo ba- break, let's uh we we the our listeners would would be upset and and rightfully so to question our judgment uh, as, as doing this show if we did not bring up the manscape and the infamous oh. clip of of John oh. endorse, in endorsing the manscape, Kate's ball licking admission. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't care how, if, how in depth or if in depth, but we got to at least bring that up and say, holy shit, Kate, that was awesome.
0: I I don't understand why Mark Ellis was so, like, appalled by the notion that. Right, right, I don't either. That someone would want their balls licked, like. When you're in the middle of the act, I mean, people do stuff and whatever. So I don't know. I can understand someone being like, that's not for me. But he seemed very confused by why her husband would want that. So that confused me. But I love the fact that uh, Kate and she even elaborated uh, on Friday's episode that uh, because they don't have sex as often, she has to make it count.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's a very, very nice of her. It doesn't sound like Christian and his wife have the same mantra. Um, no,
1: because he, yeah, he completely <laughs> seems to think that once you're married, uh, ta- I, don't, I don't even want to say taboo. I don't think ball sucking is taboo, but it is a little out of the norm, I guess I would say. Those little out of the norm things maybe go away for some couples once they get married. I don't know like well for I don't want to say that. I don't want that's a little too much. So never mind. I had an example from a buddy and his wife uh, of that he gave me, uh, but I that's that's a little too much. Never mind.
0: Well, I think any couple you go through ups and downs and I don't think that marriage is a 100% downhill slope for most people. Uh, you go through periods where it's more Frequent and less frequent and more freaky and more vanilla and, you know, just like anybody else. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm getting the impression the more they talk that Mark Ellis um, might stick to, like, you know, the greatest hits in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, he said before when they... they uh, everyone was asked their favorite position and he had said, you know, whatever one she wants, I'm just happy to be on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that heat of the moment stuff, man, it's it, like, I don't know. I, I I had a girl once try to put her finger into my bum. And she did so, one, without asking or with oh. no warning, no, oh. just out of nowhere. And two, no sort of lube or anything. And that's oh. all I'm going to fucking say about that. Oh. It was not happening. No thank you. Did you Uh, know? Did you ask me ask me first and use some spit and maybe I'll let it happen, but like don't just go for it. You never go for it. That's not how the sexing works.
0: No, no, no. That's called assault.
1: Well, how would yeah, I mean, how would she feel if I just never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Anyway, they got the but they did get it is cool that they got the man I mean. It doesn't matter what it is; it just makes it better that it's manscaped. But it's cool that they got a sponsor. Uh, it it just—it's cool, man. It, they definitely are growing. The show's getting—it's getting better every week as far as content. But it's picking up and it's growing and it's getting bigger and better. And uh, their partnership uh, here with uh, was Skybound, correct? Yes. Uh, their partnership with Skybound for Schmodown is that's definitely going to help SEN live as well and so it's going to it's it's really cool it's really cool to see what they're doing and how it's evolving and changing and and all that kind yeah. of shit
0: yeah but, for uh, sure um and i uh i have been telling people about manscaped and about uh like sending them the code being like type this code in and you can get a discount And free shipping, and so far I've gotten a very mediocre uh, interest (laughs) from anybody. I don't know if people I know just are not interested in man grooming, or if they already have the adequate tools, or what. I I don't know what's going on, but... Oh, you're missing
1: your biggest target audience here.
0: My dude, students? you should
1: be telling your students this shit. I'm not going they're to... College no, dude, 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 they're college guys. To be talking- I guarantee you even... Dude, we're talking college people. Not only the guys. There's going to be some girls who would who would hear about this and and push their boyfriend to get it or whoever okay. their friend is. I do is. have a
0: bone to pick with this company. Not with this company because they have a, a, a niche market here. But why is there no female equivalent like it's hard to do stuff down there like you can't see and your tools maybe aren't the best and unless you're going to go professionally let someone else you know handle your business um you know it, it, you, you could you i need someone to create um a woman uh lawn mower whatever or what i don't know because, on yeah. Call it a but, weed
1: whacker, the female version, the weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was what's funny, <gasps> what's, I was not making a joke, but you started laughing, so I'm laughing too, man. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, but I'm dead serious. I'm looking at this well, okay, but we don't need any sort of uh uh deodorants and stuff down there because those can actually cause cancer. Um down, because and it can also mess up your pH balance. So we don't need baby that. Baby
1: powder, like I hear these commercials no, on uh, no, AM talk radio no, no, about no, no. baby powder and women who used it and it could have caused some sort of cervical cancer or some yes, shit. Yes, is I that the same for men and my balls? Like, should I be no, worried?
0: No, 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 no. Um. And it's actually not the powder; it's the talc in the powder. Oh, and all right. I used to like when I got got out of the sh- shower for many years. I would just put powder like everywhere. Um, it just felt nice. It smelled good. You know, it absorbed all the you know extra moisture because you feel sticky out of you get out of the shower. You know, because you're all wet and your pores are open. So I would do that like every day. And then I heard about the cancer thing, and I'm like, "Well, fuck!" So oh. <laughs> I stopped doing that, but. It just it, it 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 wigs me out and makes me scared to do anything like that. So it would have to be very specially formulated with the right pH balance and the right ingredients if you were going to do an equivalent of like the ball wipes as they were talking about, <laughs> um, which already exist, by the way. But we don't have any sort like our tools are just not as. Our tools are essentially uh, uh, recycling men's tools and reusing them from a different use. Like, that's essentially what women have. I don't even use a freaking women's razor. I use a Mach 3 razor (laughs) to shave my legs. whatever
1: works best.
0: Well, women's razors suck.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up.
0: It is. It's a very sexist industry. So, Christian, work on getting a woman scaped. Uh, sponsor, please.
1: Yep. And guys, uh, guys who are listening to this, uh, be sure and, and help support SEN live by purchasing this manscaped and using the promo code and all that shit, because, uh, you do guys, you know what I'm Kalen, you know, but, but guys, you know what I'm saying here. Okay. Don't be that douchebag who shaves his fucking pubes with the same trimmer that he shaves his fucking beard with. Mm. Don't be that guy. Mm. So while you're chewing on that nasty thought, <coughs> let's go to our short promo break for some other podcasts from Merck with the movie blog. We will be right back for some fucking schmo talk, baby.
0: Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merckwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. So check out all of those great shows from Merc with a Movie blog. Um, We've got some great, great content out there. Uh, So we want to wrap up today's show by talking about all the matches in Schmodown that have happened since we last talked. So you and I, even though it aired last week, you and I had not watched Goddard versus RB3. Um, So let's start there. So impressions of that match.
1: Um, I was surprised by two things. One, I was surprised that RB3 lost, and that's and that's nothing against Ben. Although, the other thing that I was surprised by is how well Ben did. Now, I have nothing to, uh, you know, we've never seen Ben play before, so we have nothing to base our opinions on other than what we've seen and heard from him. And uh, and and having having seen RB three play before, uh, I just I was leaning toward RB three. I was I was shocked, not as shocked as I was later on with another match, but I was shocked. I would, yeah, I don't, I I, I was not expecting that. But Ben's character, I do want to, Ben Ben's character is great, and uh, I I just. I really love the idea of him stealing the gimmick from the person he's playing. I was looking forward to that, and it seems like maybe we're not gonna get that.
0: I don't know. I think he tried to do it a time or two, but it didn't
1: work, and
0: he was well, but I married- mean,
1: like dressed too I'm talking right, like everything. right, right, like- yeah. He well it coordinate could. with not coordinate like like in this example not like RB3 we're going to wear this together or like what do you want to wear that I'm going to wear like let's decide together but like once the day once it's getting close 2 to 3 days you know hey uh RB3 you know do you do you have any idea what you're going to wear do you know yet and RB could be like yeah I'm going to wear a Lakers jersey and then that gives Ben time to to come up with something. Maybe it doesn't even have to be a Lakers jersey. It's not like like that specific, but just – Ripping off the overall gimmick and look of them is what I was imagining when Christian was talking about that. So like Outlaw, if he played Outlaw, then he would come out dressed like the Outlaw with the sports jacket and the shirt underneath that he, pull, and he pulls the jacket and he's got a cowboy hat. That's what I envisioned. Now, I don't know if that's what Christian meant, but that's what I took it as.
0: Me too, and the only reason I could think that maybe that didn't happen this first time around was because RB three was wearing a Lakers jersey.
1: Oh true Kobe because
0: of Kobe and I don't think it I I don't think it would have gone over well for Ben to make fun of that. So that's understandable. We'll see how it goes. I felt like Ben was obviously nervous very stiff uh did not emote <laughs> as right, right. uh as Roxy would say and was very like concentrating hard so i think he needs to loosen up but overall i mean he he did a great job playing but i think yeah. he's going to have to loosen up a little bit which is 1000% understandable oh totally he has never yeah. played that game before and to play that well, and to get a perfect first round plus the bonus, that is insane. Like for and both to of them, sit there the in a fucking night.
1: winter coat under those. Okay, you're in a winter coat. You're in California inside a building under bright fucking lights, and you're wearing a coat. These people are insane. I they they sit there on the on Sen Live, and they're wearing like 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 fucking jackets and hoodies and shit, and and. I mean, that's cool, I'm not knocking on what they're wearing, I'm knocking on like, I'm in Ohio, I work today, I was inside, outside, inside, outside, it was nine fucking degrees today, okay, that's what I'm talking about. These people are in California, Los Angeles, California, and they're sitting inside wearing hoodies and shit, it just cracks me up. You know, I don't, I, I like your hoodies and your jackets. You look good, but I'm just saying, dude, like it's fucking nine degrees here and you're in California and you're like wearing hoodies and shit inside and coats and jackets. Now, I can understand, like, and I'm not saying it's a fashion thing, but with other people that you would see in California, you know, it's a fashion thing. That's, you know, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Beverly Hills, all that area. Uh, so a lot of people wear coats and stuff for fashion, but that always killed me too. Cause I'm like, dude, some of these days it's probably, I don't know, but I would imagine it get up to hundred degrees sometimes. And there's probably people for fashion walking around in coats and shit. And it's like, I feel bad for you because you're not really in the weather that demands a coat. And it probably really sucks wearing a coat in that weather. But dude, I mean, you like the fucking coat, rock it. It just, to me, being where I live, it sounds and looks completely absurd. I don't know why I even brought the... Oh, because Ben is sitting in California inside a room (laughs) under bright lights wearing a coat. And I'm like, dude, you are crazy, man.
0: I think that is for, like, uniform kind of purposes. Like, you know... But character. also, I mean, they have air conditioning in Los Angeles, so it may have been cold. I'm freezing right now because... Well, not because my AC is on, because it's cold, but I freeze in my own house sometimes because I got the AC too cold and it's under degrees outside. So,
1: I if mean... If that's the case, then I can be down with that. Because even I love AC. Fuck, man. When it's summer here, love it.
0: And Christian... I know has to keep the AC cranked up pretty well in that garage because of the computers and the oh, cameras. True. So that's I bet true. it's colder than you think. Right. Um, now it when still you're looks under- fucked
1: up. Like I said, I'm not knocking on them, but being where I'm from and being nine degrees today, and I'm working outside part of the day, it just it still looks fucked up.
0: <laughs> well, nine degrees in Fahrenheit is negative in Celsius. Yeah. That's insane. No, it yeah. was it was 40 when I woke up.
1: What the fuck? I would love that shit.
0: And in the 50s by the time like midday hit,
1: it was it, so cold there wasn't even any frost on my windows when I went out to my car this morning. That's how fucking cold it was.
0: Um, oh, it got in the 70s the other day. I was in capris two days in a row in sandals. Come
1: on, man.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. That,
1: I'd be hot in the 70s. Like, 60... Dude, 62 to 68 is my sweet spot. Me too. I love that shit. Cloudy day, gray, dreary day, slight breeze and shit. Fuck yeah. I rock that shit all day long.
0: Um-hmm, that's perfect for me. So uh, how do you feel going forward? Are you happy that Ben won or are you sad that RB3 lost or are you happy that Ben won or, you know, oh, I think I asked the same thing twice, but. <laughs> uh,
1: this, this specific match, I'm indifferent. Um, you know, ask me again, once each one of them gets uh, gets a couple more matches under their belt this season and I'll have a little bit more uh, thought and opinion on that. But at this point in time, I'm just indifferent because RB3 hasn't played for a while, and this was Ben's debut, so there's there was no real hyped up excitement factor for me. Um, uh, and and nothing not to take away from them, but you know the match we'll talk about last, the Ben versus uh, or uh, Ben uh, the Brett versus Bonnie match. Um, it's the same deal with them, you know, not seen Bonnie play for a while, Brett's debut, but. There was more hype for that, for di- completely different reasons that have nothing to do with uh, trivia knowledge or anything like that. Um, so that one I was hyped up for, but for reasons that don't have to do with the competition aspect, which I'm one of the guys who, uh, the trivia is my favorite part of Schmodown. Me too. Um, so, but but I'm indifferent right now to that match it, or either one of those guys. But like I said, I, I definitely want to see how they do later on. It, it'd be interesting to see if Ben can keep up this momentum and and keep the keep the role going here. That'd be great, especially yeah, I, for the Den.
0: I do have to say that now that Christian has introduced this aspect of factions and points and everything, I'm far more intrigued by that and will probably be rooting harder for certain people because there's certain factions I like and certain ones I don't so yeah. i'm going to root for their people the ones that i do like and i'm going to root against the people i don't like um so in that respect right. i i think that it's intriguing me far more so um i was i was not super excited about this match i was far more excited about bonnie versus brett which we'll talk about in a few minutes um, but I thought RB three would win simply because I just did not see Ben having that much deep detailed knowledge that yeah. he showed us he did. So um Yeah, well done he's Ben. Be very dangerous. well done. Good match. He's gonna be very dangerous because now there's game tape on him one game, but there's not a lot of game tape on him for his competitors to study.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
0: So he's gonna be dangerous. Um so the uh the first match of this week, so the team's match for this week was Tom and Paul, which is the most creative name ever for a team. Love it. Versus Deep Thirteen Deep Thirteen, which sounds like a porno.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Um so uh in fact De- Tom and Paul versus Deep Thirteen sounds like a porno, like all together. <laughs>
1: Um, so good.
0: So, first of all, who were you rooting for?
1: Oh, Tom and Paul. Um, first of all, I'm a huge fan of of Tom, um, and I, I I really wasn't. I, I couldn't have cared less about the Looney Bin, um, but they completely impressed me and won me over in that tournament last season. Yes, and which I'm going to say again that fucking decision on that fucking challenge was. Bullshit, and I know Christian, you, that you disagree with me, and you said so on the show, and that's fine. I respect that, and and I'm sure you respect the fact that I'm still entitled to my opinion, which is that the call was fucking bullshit. But um, I'm a big fan of Looney Ben, and they've split, which sucks. But I'm 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 definitely going to be keeping an eye on Video Drew, uh, but Tom completely won me over last season. He's so effing good, and. I didn't realize until this match how fucking funny Paul Preston is. His character is great. Like the just the 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 douchebag college broham. I love it. It's so fucking good. So I was rooting for, for Tom and Paul all the way.
0: Yes, I was too. Now, I must say I love me some Whitney Seibold. Uh I have recently gotten very hooked on Critically Acclaimed, the podcast that he and Bibbs do. Uh they well, their whole little podcast is called Critically Acclaimed, but within there they have several shows they do, kinda like us on Mark with a movie blog. And mm. I've gotten really hooked on them. In fact they do they do something called Cancelled Too Soon where they break down they talk about a TV show that only had a season or less before it got cancelled. And do you know what they talked about one time? I may have already told you this.
1: You haven't. What was it?
0: They talked about where's Rodney.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yes. And it's the <laughs> best thing ever. You've got to go find the episode of canceled too soon where they talk about where's Rodney, which only got a pilot episode and nothing else. So you've got to go find that. Um, but I love me some Whitney. I... Don't really know much about Alonzo. I mean, I've seen him play, but I'm not, like, attached to him. So I was far more attached to Tom and Paul. Really thought they were going to win. You know, shocked that they did not. And, of course, this match had that controversial call where they put – they gave – Tom and Paul gave Deep 13 Festival Darlings. Yeah when Alonzo Duralde puts together festivals for a living and Whitney Seibold is a film critic for a living. Yeah. (laughs) That was a bad move. And I understand the argument of like, well, if we didn't give it to them, we might have gotten it. But there's also a much larger chance that you would not have gotten it. That's how statistics work and probability. Um, So they would have been better off giving them something they were, not that they necessarily have a lot of weak points, because when you're a film critic, you automatically kind of have to be a jack of all trades, but giving them something that wasn't such an obvious strength. So I think that was a bad move. I think that that is something that Kate will have to improve on as time goes on. Not that they had to listen to her. So I don't think it's all on Kate. I think Tom and Paul could have said, no, we want to give them something else. you know. So it's not all on the managers. It's definitely on the relationship between the managers and the players. But I don't want managers talking players out of doing what the player wants to do when the player has really good instincts. And I don't know what their instincts would have been. But I don't want this to become a thing where... The players are just the ones answering the questions. Everything else is the manager. So, Yeah,
1: yeah the players should be able to override the managers if they so and, choose.
0: And we don't know. Kate's taking the fall for that, but that obviously yeah. Yeah. that doesn't mean that she made that, that call unilaterally. And I doubt she did. Right. She's the kind that takes the fall for things when it's not totally her fault. Um, yeah, shit she, happens. She'll, yeah, she'll get
1: the hang of it for sure. She
0: will. And and it's a learning thing for all of them because Tom and Paul were both, uh, I was going to say freshmen. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the word? Rookies. They were both rookies last year. And she's new this year. So, like, they're all fresh and new. It's going to get better. Um, I am loving Kate's fanny pack, though.
1: Yeah, that is great.
0: So has Kate had three matches?
1: Um she had Paul. Ben, Tom and Paul. And Brett. And yeah, and uh Brett, yeah.
0: So it's been very, very den heavy so far.
1: Yes, yes it has been.
0: Um any any final thoughts on that match?
1: So no, I was like you, I thought Tom and Paul uh were gonna get it and uh the 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 wedge the wedge choice I think it I honestly think that's what sunk them, um, but they played a great game. And it's just the first match; it's it's their first match as a team, and it was only the second match of the season. So there is a hell of a lot more season to go.
0: Well, not counting live events, it was the second match of the season. If we count right. the live uh, events, yeah, I'm just force. I, I yeah. kind of count we the live still, events as
1: special. Yeah,
0: we are still so early in the season. Also, I wanted to say, you know how Christian is always saying that um, Matt Atchity is is very knowledgeable but still has no idea what the rules of this game are? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that about Alonzo and and Whitney because (laughs) at one point they were trying to steal and they were like, we need multiple choice. And they were like, you can't have multiple choice because they didn't go to multiple choice. And they looked at each other like, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, how do you not know this? You have been playing this game for years!
1: Yep, yep, oh. it, it's so good. Such a great, it's it's a, it's such a great show, it's such a great competition and, and league and all that. It's, I'm really glad I found this. Schmodown fucking rocks ass, dude.
0: I do have two general questions, though. Number one, where did the curtain go?
1: Yeah, they don't have yeah. the curtain anymore. I and, like the curtain.
0: And... Um, the outlaw doesn't really want to set foot in Collider anymore. He won't even record his top 10 podcast in there anymore. So is he going there to record matches or is he only going to perform live? Which granted, they're belt holders in uh teams. So unless they lose those belts, chances are all of their matches are probably going to be live because they're going to be belt matches.
1: Right. Um, um,
0: but he's uh, also a singles player, right? And uh, wanting yeah. to throw his belt into star Wars. So I'm not confused as to whether he's willing to go there on the weekend when it's just the, uh, SC, or, I was going to say S and the, the Schmodown crew, or if he just doesn't want to go there at all or what i'm confused about that
1: my, my guess and my thoughts would be that he probably doesn't want to go there at all which is completely understandable um but then you then you're put in a situation where you know how serious and invested are you into schmodown because You're going to have matches that aren't live events, and and if you just skip out on those matches because you don't want to go to Collider Studio or anywhere, if you skip out on those matches, you're losing points for your faction. And he's one of the leads, if not maybe the leader of that faction. Um, And uh, below Gucci, of course, Dagnino. Uh, Great interview again. Thank you. uh, A few weeks back from Tom or Tom, <laughs> uh, I almost said Tommy Finstock. Who cares? Tommy Finstock was here a few weeks ago. Check it out. Win a goldfish here. Um, but oh, you know, I so if he re- misses matches. If he's scheduled for matches and he misses them, his faction loses points, and that affects them overall. So yeah, and, and then you've got to look at it from Christian standpoint, and, and from Christian standpoint, I mean, not a friend level, a professional business level. You're either in or you're out and we're not going to pack up this production and rent out another space or shoot it in my garage where we do SEN live, just your matches because you don't want to come into Collider live studios, which again is understandable. It just makes hard decisions here. Um, And, and then not only that, but like your commitment to it. And again, I'm thinking from Christian's professional standpoint, you know, your commitment to it as well. Like, are you committed to it or not? Not only to, to collect the team or the points for your faction, but are you personally committed to it enough to, to just do what what you really don't want to and you're uncomfortable with? Uh, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. It could come down to him, him uh, swallowing it and, and, and doing doing what he needs to to continue to compete. Or it could come down to Christian having to let him go because he doesn't want to show up, or he just quits. I, it, I mean, really, those are the only three options, and it is kind of crazy. But uh, like I said, again, completely understandable. If I were him, I'd feel I'd feel extremely raw and uncomfortable about going back there too.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I don't know if he's, like, I don't know the extent of it, so we're just speculating here. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, But he's definitely said, I've definitely heard him say, you know, I'm not comfortable going back there. I just don't want, after everything that happened, I don't want to go record top ten there. And that's why he and Matt are recording top ten, you know, at his apartment, in his office. Um, And that's totally cool. I completely understand. So, I- I'm not sure um but that's something that i'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on the first time he has a pre-recorded match and i'm going to be looking at the environment to see if it's yeah. lighter. um yeah. and i don't think we've seen him like heard him in the crowd or seen him like in any of these pre-recorded things because there was no reason for it yeah um, I, I would
1: imagine if he if he went to the studios to do a match he would show up maybe uh, how like i'm i would imagine they would schedule it so that he would get there with with just enough time before the match starts to record his promo and record the the storyline stuff do the match and then he's out the door that's yeah, how i maybe. would imagine it would work
0: maybe um so the last match of this week was Brett versus Bonnie, which I just got done watching, so before we get into the actual match, I want to talk about the little uh what do they call' them? uh the little um, behind the scenes
1: yeah storyline plot yeah. plot scenes let's just call them plot scenes
0: between Knapsock and Grace. Yes. oh, that was Knapsack so cute
1: sports works
0: <laughs> and i I loved that. I thought it was funny. I love Grace as the lioness. She is great. Yeah. And it was just so so funny. Um that was a great scene. I usually hate these scenes. I usually think they're awful, but Grace is just so good at it. How is she not a superstar already?
1: I don't know. She's gorgeous too. She, she, is she she's freaking really really gorgeous.
0: Gorgeous.
1: I don't and and, I'm, and this not is a... not not a knock against redheads, but there's only I, i'm not a big fan of of redhead uh women uh i it's not a knock on them it's just i don't know why it's just something that is i was born that way um but no she's absolutely gorgeous um and and she you can tell she's highly intelligent too um oh yeah yeah which is which is even better than being gorgeous in my opinion.
0: So she needs to add that scene to her reel.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, Ken's quote, dude, the quote of the fucking year so far is Ken Knapsock telling Grace, that's not how sports works. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and he's right too. It's, it, it, it don't matter. It don't matter. I, I'm, I'm, you know, we live together. We're together. That's outside of the Schmodown in the Schmodown. I'm gonna kick your team's ass. That's the way sports works.
0: Uh, it was funny though, um, but I mean, at this point, I don't know if if he'll be kicking ass or not. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Maybe she'll so, be
1: kicking his ass out of home.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I hope not. I don't want. You know, I don't this is the the, this is her.
1: the start of a storyline for them having issues in their relationship because of them being in opposite factions.
0: I hope they don't go the WWE route where they pretend to break them up on the show, but they're really still together in real life. I don't want to do that (laughs) um, at all. But So the actual match, Bonnie showed up.
1: Yes, she she did. Very surprising, especially given her track record on SEN Live lately.
0: Well, I knew she would show up because she spoiled it on Twitter several times and said, guys, I did show up. Um, I saw that
1: too. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Um, But also, like, the way they were talking on S.E.N., sometimes they forgot to say if she shows up. Like, sometimes they were just like, well, that match that I had with Bonnie. It's like, ah, yeah. Um, But anyway, she and Shannon were drinking some mimosas or some, I think it was actually just straight champagne. It should have been mimosas because it was probably early in the day. But nonetheless they were drinking. I'm not sure how smart of an idea that was before the match. <laughs> and a miracle occurred at some point. Um and uh, god parted the the clouds and sent an angel down like in um angels in the outfield where they helped that team win.
1: There the was angels. some
0: Yes, the team, the angels, but the angels, the, team, the, the angels. angels, yes, but the angels helped the angels win. Yes, the angels so,
1: helped the angels win in that movie angels in the outfield.
0: Yes, that one. Um, <laughs> but God sent an angel down to Brett to whisper in his ear and help him out and also to get uh, Bonnie a little bit drunk so that she was bad at trivia. Does so- heaven know
1: it's Iowa? Continue. What? It's heaven? No. It's Iowa. What oh, is that from? I could have swore it was heaven.
0: What is that from? Maybe it
1: is heaven. Um, Field of Dreams, man.
0: I've never seen Field of Dreams.
1: Well, you're going to have to watch it, and you will hate it, I'm sure.
0: Um, And somehow Brett won this match, which is insane. Also, why didn't either of them know that Steven Spielberg directed War of the Worlds? I definitely knew that. How did they
1: not know half of those questions they fucking missed? I
0: love them. So <laughs> no, I didn't know the answer to the first one, but I love how they immediately both started looking, like, up in the sky, like, sinking real hard.
1: Right, right.
0: Like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> be that kind of match. But... I was so proud of him. Even when he got opponent's choice, he still won. He is undefeated.
1: That's awesome. For
0: now, but he is
1: undefeated. Did you see, did you notice what, did you notice what he was wearing? Mm. He was wearing one of those sexy ass shirts.
0: Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yes,
1: he was. He killed Um, it too. Like the promo, everything during the match he, it is true. How is he not a fucking famous ass rock star by now? I don't uh, know. He, Brett is so great. I mean, he's a great guy, um, and he's so fucking talented and funny. It's unbelievable.
0: He is great. I love Brett, and that was amazing. So even if he never wins another match, he was undefeated at one point. Yep, that's yep. insane. I'm so proud of him. Now, do you think? Brett versus Ben Goddard is it going to happen, or do you think christian's gonna make that not happen because he's right? There's no real there is an advantage to the 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 den in the sense that they automatically get a point, no matter what because if they play each other, one of them's gonna get a point right, but it also like he was saying, leads to that idea of collusion, which I don't think they would do. But you could collude and say, Well, I'm gonna throw the game so you TKO me
1: so that you get th-
0: two points.
1: I think Christian I mean, I can understand why I, I mean I can understand why he didn't probably didn't occur to him in the moment, but when he announced this and said that then the winners of each match would play each other in this battle of the Schmoe or or of S E in live, which is a great idea, I love it. But he should have he should have specified then that if it comes down to two people playing who are on the same faction, that it would then move to an exhibition match and not counted on the official scorecard.
0: <coughs> oh my god! Sorry, I just joked. Um, yeah i I don't know. I don't know what they should do. I definitely don't think it's as interesting to have two faction mates playing each other. I definitely think it's more interesting until unless it's like. Big, big players. Um, I I definitely think it's more interesting to have different factions playing each other. But yeah. maybe they could build it up where if, for some reason, Brett and Ben both keep winning, eventually they could play each other.
1: I think he should just do it now but move it to being an exhibition match. It's not on the schedule yet, so it, it wouldn't be like, well we scheduled this match and now we have to unschedule it so uh, there'd be no harm no foul i think everyone would understand and it could it, you know i that's what i think that's what i think he should do personally is just still do the match but make it exhibition only and that's that
0: hmm i don't know but well, we'll see how this goes. Um, so that's the big Schmodown news for now. So, every week our plan is to watch that week's uh teams match and singles match or whatever else is out there, you know, some weeks there's also Inner Geekdom or Star Wars or whatever and be totally caught up so we can catch y'all up on what matches are out there. Um, so overall it's been a fun start to the the year. Yeah, for and- sure. And I'm, of course, getting stoked because I'm only two weeks away from Atlanta.
1: Yeah, which I was wanting to not, we're not going to get into that too in depth right now. But before we, uh, before we jet out for the night, um I did want to bring that up for two reasons. One, to say that Kalen is going to the Atlanta event. Um, and, uh and we're going to next week, you and I will talk more about that. And like, uh, and, and about like what your plans are for the weekend and, your expectations, what you're excited for, what you're looking forward to, stuff like that. Um, but also, uh, as of now, we all know things can change. Stuff happens in life. But uh, as of now, since Kaylin will not be here in two weeks, uh, she uh, will be at the live event in Atlanta. Um, as of now, we've got Kate Mulligan and Saul coming on the show with me that that weekend. So that should be really fun and really exciting. And we're definitely going to be talking about that at that, at that point of recording upcoming Atlanta live event. Uh, but yeah, so just to let you guys know as of now, like I said, as of now, we've got Kate Mulligan and Saul booked for that, for that episode that weekend. And, uh, That'll be really fun, and we'll, uh, like I said, we'll get into next weekend because I, I want to know. I want to know what your plans on w- when you're leaving, what your plans are, where you're going to stay. Have you talked about seeing any sites? I want to know all that shit. And then when you get back, we're going to get the full breakdown, and that's what I'm really excited about.
0: Um, does Kate know I won't be there because she may back out once she figures out that her favorite person won't be on the show with her?
1: Want me to be honest or feed you some bullshit to stroke your ego? Be honest. Uh, In my initial email to her to ask her, I told her, you know, Kaylin's going to the live Atlanta event, and I was wondering if you would like to come and do the show with me. And she said, yeah, that's awesome. And then after that, uh, after actually, I had hit up Saul first Um, because I was like, you know, it'd be cool to get Saul in again. I hit up Saul first, and then uh, and then I thought I was like, well, Kate was just on Chill to Action, so now might be a good time to hit her up. You know, maybe she's on a momentum, got some momentum going here, and the season's just starting. Uh, so I hit her up, and and she was completely down. and uh, And then uh, Saul said he might actually. I don't know. Uh, Saul no I mean I was going to say something else but Saul's a secretive private guy so I'm going to keep that to myself but Saul may have potentially uh, cancelled some really kick ass plans in order to be on the show with uh, with Kate and I that weekend so uh, mm. but I'll, I'll ask Saul about that more uh, in the moment and see see if he did or did not
0: mm, interesting well yeah. y'all will have fun in two weeks so next week we'll talk more about that um I, mean, I think that's everything we were gonna discuss this week. What do you think? Yes.
1: Yes, I, I agree. And I think that uh you should tell everybody where to follow you at on the on the Twitter because you're a you're a hell of a co-host and you're a fun fucking gal.
0: Thank you. Um you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at kalenrose 715. That is K-A-L-Y-N-R-O-S-E seven one five.
1: And you can follow me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. You can also follow Merck with a Movie Blog on Twitter at Um and, and just a real quick note to uh, our producer here and also the the creator, founder, uh, and the guy who runs Merck with a Movie Blog, um, uh we love you, man. He's having a little bit of rough patch. We love you, man. Uh, and and we're all with you. Uh, so so uh, just keep your head up. Uh, but go go follow uh, at movie Blog Mark on the Twitter as well. And you can find these podcast this podcast and others, the ones you heard in the break. Uh, on the Merck with the movie blog feed, uh, hit up anchor that 's probably the easiest way It will direct you to your favorite podcast feed or just look up Merck with the movie blog on there yourself. You can also go to the website merkwiththemovieblog.com for some written articles and content and we 're a little bit behind at the moment on our uploads on YouTube, but we do upload these shows onto YouTube Merck with a Movie Blog channel. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we're definitely going to gonna have fun next week. Uh, get the lowdown on what Kalen's plans are for Atlanta Live smowdown event. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Be safe.